Before we start this up, just wanted to give a huge thank you to everybody who has joined the new rebooted Hall of Cowards on Patreon. Um, that really does make a massive difference in us getting this show to you twice a month. And if we can't do that, then we're not going to charge anyone. Um, but also helping us are all the people who've sent in ads, uh, classifieds, and other general texts from the internet. So thank you so much. If you want to do that, you can do so by going to our Facebook page and just flicking us a message. But for now, the show. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, welcome to another episode of Free to a Good Home, a, uh, a podcast that is increasingly um, uh, common as the pandemic sets in because mm-hmm. we got nothing else to do. Um, mm-hmm. My name is Michael Hing and I'm joined as always by Ben Jenkins. How are you, Ben? Hello, Michael. Uh, I'm good. Can I, can I before... Uh, what do you think about that, by the way? That's a kind of a catchphrase I'm working on. Hello, it's Michael. Like my- yeah, it's like my good morning Vietnam. <laughs> Hello, Michael. <laughs> I um, hate it. Um, how are okay. you, Ben? I'm well. Can we bring in our guest? Because I think I, I, I have something to tell you guys, but I think he would um he might want some input on this. Absolutely. Uh, you would know him as a member of the Auntie Donna sketch group. You would know him as a previous guest on our other podcast, Dragon Friends. And you would also know him as our good friend. It's Mark Bonanno. Hello, Mark. How are you? Hello, Michael. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm good. That's just uh, a little uh, little catchphrase that Ben and I have been working on in private. Yep. It's kind of like uh, yep. Good Morning Vietnam. It's exactly um, like that. Yeah. I don't know if you heard, Mark, but I was saying that exact thing Were to Michael just before. I didn't know. I thought, <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry, that's why we need to communicate better so that then <laughs> I don't come in with the same catchphrases. I think, I think our communication needs work, but I think our catchphrase engineering is, pretty, is fantastic. Pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. So that's just a small area that we... Um, that we have to work on. Absolutely. Hey, Michael um, of the catchphrase, the guy from the catchphrase. Me? Is me that before. me? <laughs> no, sorry. Um, <laughs> again, I feel like this comes back down to a communication issue, but don't worry about it. Um, uh, Hing asked me how I was before, and uh, <laughs> i got to say, I'm quite well. I have a bacon and egg roll in front of me. It's mm. a bacon and egg roll with harissa mayo. Mm. And it's just going to be a delight. And I'll be, I'll be tucking into that during the podcast. Mm. Was that your um, news? Your news was you had a bacon and egg roll? <laughs> That's half my news. Okay. Did um, you make it or did you board it? I bought it. I bought it. I bought it from the shops. Yeah, all right. Um, I guess that's kind of all right then. I was ex- <laughs> uh, like, it's just more, you know, like sometimes the best meals are the ones you make yourself. That's just what I Sometimes heard. they are, but sometimes they're the, they're the ones that you buy from a, um, from a shop up the road that has little brioche buns. Mm. Um... Anyway, the, um, the second part of my news is, um, <laughs> so my son Moses is uh, like a year and a half old and he has like probably a couple of dozen words, um, mama, dada, park, that kind of thing. Um, this morning, um, about an hour before we started recording, my son started indiscriminately screaming the word cuck. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Now, was he pointing at you, his father, as he did that? Or okay. just at men so, like, on the street? <laughs> okay, let me be clear. He did point at me and shout cuck. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that was a kind of law of averages thing because he was saying cuck so much yeah. and pointing at so many things that eventually he was going to hit his dear old dad with that, um, with, with, with that friendly cuck fire. Um, my wife seems to think that um, 
like her mother who looks after our kid, uh, her first language is Russian and she uh, thinks that her kind of word for litter is kaka and that might be it. Right, Um, litter as in like, like rubbish on the street sort of litter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which comes up a bit, right? Because um, right. either way, kaka is usually like a foreign. Like uh, I know in my family, uh, coming from a long line of wogs, that they say sure. kaka is like poo poo and pee pee kaka kaka yaka. Yeah, maybe like, it's you know like yaki kaka poo poos. Maybe she just means it as yucky as in don't touch that. I mean, either way, my son is sledging me. Like, whether he thinks I'm a cuck or whether he thinks I'm a big thing of garbage, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not particular comfort to be like, oh, no, no, my son doesn't think I'm, I'm, I'm a... Yeah, my, my, my son just thinks I'm detritus on the street. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he's negging you. Maybe he's just trying to... <laughs> maybe he's just giving you a bit of shit so that you pay him a bit more attention. You like him. Like so him how did more. you respond to this, uh, this volley of insults, Ben? Um, Mo's now at the age where, like, if you start reinforcing bad behaviour by laughing at it, he just does it so much. <laughs> um, right. So, me and my wife have been really trying not to laugh when he does really funny bad shit. Mm. Um, but no, I just I just laughed very, very hard. Because it's, it's funny to me, and I'm not cross. You know what I mean? That's why I laughed really hard, because it's funny to me, and yes. I'm not even mad. Sure, you're not mad at all. I bet you. I bet you don't feel insulted by this. I don't feel like you would feel small. Well, that's the thing, Michael. Like, if if I was, I've covered this. If I if I was insulted or hurt in any way, I wouldn't have laughed. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just um, Mo was telling me you laughed really hard. And he thought you were trying. Yeah. Well, too that's hard. because that's because I found it really funny. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so well, so um, that's all that was. Uh, Ben's disastrous relationship with his son aside um, This is a podcast <laughs> we go through the week's classifieds mm-hmm. And find the best and worst things to talk about uh, I thought mm-hmm. I might start off with this one, guys mm-hmm. Actually um, Oh, actually, yeah, let's ask Mark do you Mark Because um, you're, you're a new guest on this show I am um, Have you, do you, do you have a uh, do, do you buy or sell anything online? Do you, have you, outside of, you know, your, your regular Amazons or whatever uh-huh. Have you ever used online classifieds or anything? Uh, I've been known to uh, dabble in Facebook Marketplace every now and then. Really? Put, yeah, putting up a little TV or something that I don't longer need uh, use of. A little little piece of electronics, mm-hmm. maybe a bed. Um, I've gotten rid of a bed. Recently, I went on the Radiohead subreddit and gave away a special edition moon-shaped pool. Um, Why did you what? give it away? Surely that would be kind of value- valuable. I had two. <laughs> I had to. They accidentally <laughs> sent me. They sent me. Um, a, well, I bought it. I was very excited to get it, and then it didn't come for weeks. And uh, and so I sent them an email, and I was like, "It hasn't come." And they went, "All right, we'll send you another one." And then they both came. Um, and I just had it sitting in my. I just had it sitting in my closet for a long time, and we were moving. So I was like, "I'm just going to give this away. I don't need the money. I'm. I've, I'm." I'm living without it. I don't understand. I have friends and my, uh, I have, <laughs> like, believe it okay. or not, I have friends. Um, or like one person in particular that I think of who's never struggled with money, but always sells whatever shit they have that they don't need at a premium price. And it's, oh. and, and it's always quite upset me. So I'm very much in the mode of, and it's probably not the right mode, but I'm always in the mode of, if I have something that I don't need and I don't need the money, I will give it away. I don't. So that's wait, amazing. That's are you a real annoyed? Kind of, um, that's a real pay it forward featuring Haley Joel Osment and unfortunately Kevin Spacey. Yes, that, <laughs> is, it, that is my life. 
So yeah. when you're annoyed at your friend, you're annoyed at them not because um, you can't, you don't have their ability to find that same premium price to sell your own things at. You're annoyed that they aren't as charitable as you are. I think they're a bad person. And let's be clear, like a- it's an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Less of a friend, more of an ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They're just like... Just their shit, just their stuff. I was like, you don't need that. And it's not very yeah. good. And you're selling it for like $10 less than you bought it. And it's like two years old. You're a bad person. That's what I, that's what I always I, thought. So I've, I, I, I try to uh, avoid being that in an extreme way, which is mm-hmm. I let myself be taken advantage of. Well, that's good had, to know. I and good a- for our listeners to know as well, I think. Mm. Mm. I had I had kind of an embarrassing thing happen to me recently um, like that, or just uh, related to that. Uh, I'm moving house right now. I'm uh, Hum and I moving uh, with my parents uh, because life is great and everything's Set, fine. Michael, and you talk to me. You talk to me as if I don't listen to Triple J Drive. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> there's no there's no need to do that. I listen to Triple J Drive. I'm aware of your current situation. <laughs> so we're, we're moving, and so I had to move out a bunch of books and stuff from from my old room at my parents' house to to make space for our or all our stuff from our house. And um, I had a bunch of old psychology textbooks. And you know, when you're like, from when I started at uni, and you know, like when you're at uni, um, the textbooks are so expensive. Mm. They're like $100 each. And I thought, fuck, I don't like, I don't just want to throw these out. I should go give them to a secondhand bookstore or something. Mm. Just so if if some poor student or whatever is like, oh, I can save hundreds of dollars by getting these. And what what were these textbooks for? Were they things that like- For psychology. Well, they're for they're for um, years one through four of um, Sydney University psychology subjects. But you're quite you're quite old, like yeah. Well, is this, is the thing, this is the thing, Ben. This is the thing. When when I took them, like I did university so long ago that when I took them into this secondhand shop, they were like, "Oh no, we don't want those." And I was like, "Why?" Yeah. And they're like, "Many of the concepts in here have been disproven." <laughs> oh wow. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, we still don't put people with anxiety disorders into boxes full of snakes in order <laughs> yeah, exactly. to, yeah. to no, cure their like, like, humors? Like, ethically, we can't sell these because there's so much like dodgy shit in them. Well, how old uh, are you? I'm, I'm, I'm 35 now, oh, right? right yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, you know, the same age as the rest of us, but yeah. like, just um, in the but last. Psychology, psychology moves so fast. It really does. That's because that... it's all made up. It's all yeah, made it's up. All, it's all 100% a scam. Made up. They reinvented every five years to sell more textbooks. I don't know if it's my a scam. <laughs> I don't know if it's a scam. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's the right word to put on it. Maybe. Well, sorry. We, we, should, we should be very clear that. Sorry, Mark. We should have told you this before you went on uh, the podcast. We are sponsored by the Church of Scientology. Ah, and, um, it all. And, makes and that sense. will that will occasionally bleed into the content, um, but it's pretty seamless. <laughs> sorry, I meant academic. Academic teaching of psychology is a scam. I understand. Um, um, all right, let's let, let's start off with uh, uh, Mark. Recently, we've uh, widened our purview away from just classifieds mm-hmm. to also just basically any text on the internet. Right, um, <laughs> we're happy to go through. And this one was sent to us by uh, Jonathan La. Thank you, Jonathan, uh, who writes. I was uh, looking at getting a fridge deodorizer and came across this review on Amazon. So, do you guys know what a fridge deodorizer is? I, uh, I, I mean, instinctively, I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Knowing, I've knowing never used con- one, but I uh, I can kind of guess from the context clues what it is. Yeah, um, Hink, do yes. you know what do you know what a giraffe comb mm. is? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry for trying to give context to listeners who uh, who might who might be interested. Ben, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. So, 
This was posted uh, on the... I think it's the... I think this is an Amazon website. It's five stars. Mm. And the review reads like this. Bye-bye, rotten duck smell. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) The young man who lives in our home decided he would put a bunch of ducks ready to be cooked in the freezer of the motorhome and not tell us. The husband decided to unplug the motorhome for a couple of days while we were renovating this area and the yard where the RV goes. Have you ever smelt rotten ducks? I swear on everything, Holly, my nose hairs burnt up and my eyebrows were singed from the smell of rotting duck carcasses. Again, again, I haven't smelt rotten duck, but this is very much the giraffe comb principle. Like, I can can work Uh, this out. After cleaning out the freezer with bleach and while trying not to vomit, and keep in mind, I'm a nurse, I've smelled some pretty funky stuff, I walk away feeling pretty confident in my cleaning skills. I leave a box of baking soda in there just for good measure. One week later, I open the freezer to do my weekly inspection of everything uh, that doesn't get used on a daily basis. And sweet baby, uh, the, the smell coming from the freezer has now permeated the fridge. Gag. I clean it with bleach again, making sure to spray the cracks along the side and walked away a little less confident than the first time. Three days later, I opened the freezer. You guessed it, gag. So I scroll through Amazon, researching freezer stinks. <laughs> and this refrigerator deodorizer pops up. Well, let's try that. Goodness, the smell of death has left the freezer. I put my whole head in there and sniffed around to make sure. <laughs> Then I made the young man-child who started all this come and take a sniff too. All good. What is this living arrangement? I don't, yeah, no, I don't. This, is, this is that is my first. Like before we get to anything else, I need a diagram of what this of how this works. Because there's in terms a of who lives with this person. What, is there an RV in a backyard? I'm so I, confused. So I think this person, and I think this person is a woman, is married to a man. Mm-hmm. Who and 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 they have a house, and then separate to the house, they have a motorhome uh-huh. that a mm-hmm. man was that another young man who they're not related to was renting. Right. Okay. The young man filled the freezer with ducks. <laughs> Raw, huh? Like like he like he went hunting, not like ducks that he bought from a butcher. I imagine. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It well, doesn't. Sometimes specify. the tastiest ducks are the ducks you hunt yourself. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. Rather than the store bought ducks with the British yeah. buns. <laughs> Um, and then the husband unplugged the motorhome to do a bit of reno- uh, renovations, um, and that is when the ducks went rotten. This is Goodness. a bit of a um. This is a, because it sounds like she's angry at the man, at the the man in the RV, because she calls him a man child and gets yes. him in there to smell the thing. Mm. This is in no way his fault. Like no, I think he did I'm, the right thing. He put the ducks in the freezer so they wouldn't rot. That's why he put them there. Yeah, that's why he put them in the freezer. That's what you put. That's where you put stuff that you don't want to rot. You put it in the freezer. Mm. And then he wasn't to know that the RV was going to be turned off. I feel like this show is like I feel like this is exactly the sort of thing that Judge Judy rules on. I haven't seen <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen that show in maybe fifteen years. But if you told me this was actually a case from Judge Judy, I would believe you. You'd buy that. That's not a stretch. <laughs> Oh my goodness, oh my goodness I just okay. read the last line of this that I forgot Oh, okay. uh, To read before She writes, thank you, thank you, thank you There's no more funky duck left uh, No more funky duck smell Thank you, thank you, thank you And then she writes Now, I wonder if this stuff would work on the young man-child's shoes Oh You see Because they're also quite stinky, I imagine They're living with It's a good grok. to get out on a gag You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to, it's it's good to well leave structured. them laughing It's very well yeah. structured uh, little piece of literature there so has she, has she, is this a review for the deodorizer? 
Yeah, she, five stars. She says five stars. Oh, I mean, that's implicit. Imagine if it was two stars after all that. <laughs> I mean, it reads like a five, but it's it a two. It reads like a five. That's great. You know when you get a comedy festival review and you're like, fuck, this reads, this really does read like a four. And yet... Mm, but they've only yeah. given us three and a half. Yeah. Um... um I, I, oh, the, I, I, I've, I've got to get rid of my fridge soon. Uh, again, moving home back to my parents' house. So you're selling Chuck everything? Is, uh, no, well, we, we, we've got this, um, I was going to say system. Not a system. We've, uh, uh, we've we got to put everything in boxes and put it in a storage unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's an incredible, incredible to, system. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's brilliant. basically genius. Well, yeah, that, no, Ben, that's stage one of the system. Stage two of the system is us at a roulette wheel, and I'll tell you about uh-huh. that later. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you watching Silence of the Lambs when they go to that storage container, and you were like, "My God, what a great moving house system!" <laughs> um, but I've, it means I've got to store uh, uh, right now because we've got to empty the freezer. Mm-hmm. I've just got to eat everything in the fridge and the freezer in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know things you buy with every intention to eat because um, you think I mean, you yeah, like if- it as a treat one time, mm-hmm. but then you just never find an opportunity to eat them. I've got multiple jars of different kimchi in my fridge. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, and you know kimchi is, is is nice as like at the start of you know a Korean meal. It's not meal, a meal perhaps. unto itself. You exactly. know what I mean? If you, yeah. If, I, yeah. if you said if you if I came over to your lovely new house with which your parents also live in for dinner and i i said my i said hello michael what have you cooked us for dinner and yeah, you said we're having a kimchi bowl of pickled cabbage with a bit of spice you, in it and once once i had ascertained that that wasn't the starter I'm I'm telling you, Wait. I would I would go bananas. I would how go much? absolutely ape shit at you. How much? How many bowls of kimchi do you think I could bring to the table before you realise <laughs> nothing else was coming? Well, you know what? I reckon it would be a lot because because Occam's razor tells me that the more likely thing isn't that my friend is this rude, it's that he just has made too much kimchi for my entree. <laughs> But I'm telling you, man, I'd I'd flip my fucking lid. <laughs> Imagine me coming out of the kitchen again. I'm like, all right, next course, and it's just another small bowl of pickled cabbage. Again, not that I've cooked, just that I've got out of a jar and yep, I put it yep. down. And you're like, oh, great, thanks, Hang. I'm like, yeah, yeah, eat some more kimchi, Ben. Yeah. Um, Mark, do you have do you have one you want to share with the class? Sure. Um, I don't know who did someone send this in. I don't know if someone said. Oh, this, this was in. sent in by Siddharth. Th- thank you, Siddharth. Thank you, Siddharth. Um, this one is on on Reddit, uh, in the subreddit for Boston, just for Boston. So people shout out to Boston. Boston. Hello to Boston if you're listening. Do things in Boston, um, and the title is "Good Places to Scream in the Greater <laughs> Boston Area?" Question <laughs> mark. It says, hello, fellow Bostonians, which I guess is what they call themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I have been very frustrated lately and need a good scream, but sure. I don't know where to go. I've mm-hmm. tried screaming in my car, but I feel too limited in there. The frustrations and difficulties of my personal life at the moment require I scream without restriction and with my entire body and soul. So if you have any experience with screaming and know of any good places to do it, please let me know. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I love you. Can I Can I ask, Mark, can you read back the line about um, re- 
re- require like it's like yes um, yes my, so the, my current so they have tried screaming in their car i have uh-huh. tried screaming in my car but i feel too limited in there the frustrations and difficulties of my personal life at the moment require i scream without restriction and with my entire body and soul that is such incredible and beautiful phrasing it is isn't it so like the car is too confined of a space for this person to like cuz i think the car is a great place to scream or cry i've done it many times yeah. um, sure. and it's worked out well for me you've got the you've got the steering wheel to hold on to and shake and and there's you know this which is great, you know, um, uh, you, and like, and and also it feels like no one can really hear you. And if someone, they definitely can. They, they definitely I know they can. definitely can. But it feels yeah, like think about own... like think about how you can hear music being played in the car when it's next to you at, the, at a set of traffic lights. Yes, like they yeah. can. You can definitely hear someone scream in a car. You can be heard, but you feel safe, and you can lock yeah. the doors, which yes. is great, so no one can get in. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this isn't I think enough. You can... Well, because that's strange because as someone who has screamed in a car before, uh-huh. uh, I feel you can get your whole body into it in a car. I think you can really... No, you, can really you f- can't. You're wearing a seatbelt. You can't really not just f- get the oomph, no, you, you know? <laughs> There's not a lot of leg. There's not a lot of leg. Like, you can't put a lot of leg into it. Your legs are sort of, like, locked into a... You know, because you're seating and there's not a lot of room in there. So I can understand wanting to, like... You can't flail with your entire body in the car. You can, you can only you can only flail within sort of like a ten centimeter radius with your arms. So I understand it, but like as I said, for unless me there you, are things to like hold pulled, on to. There are things to bash. So it, it, unless it, you pulled the seats down like you were camping and just writhed on the floor, like on the on the pull down seats. Wait, so you're saying fully recline the seat like you're going to sleep in the car? Yeah, and then like it's a lazy and, boy's chair or whatever, and yeah. then just and then just scream upwards into the roof yeah, of the car. Exactly, and then you could probably flail around a little bit with your legs. But no, look, I actually take this guy's point. That's not ideal. I'm sorry for doubting him. I'm sure he mm. tried it. Um, um, have you ever been to Boston? I've never. I've, I think I went there once as a kid. So my understanding of the Boston area is is not is is you know it's basically from movies and television. Well, yeah, um, I was going to say I haven't, is- I haven't been to Boston per se, but I have seen The Departed. And yeah, I've that's what I mean. I've seen the department. I've, I've seen Boston Legal. Um, so there's just a couple of places I thought um, this man could scream. Obviously, sure. uh, the Red Sox Park. You know, mm-hmm. what's that? Fenway Field, I think it's called. Yeah, I've been yeah, there. Yeah, they can go to Fenway Field. That's a yeah. great. That'd be a great place to scream. I've been to Boston uh, a couple mm-hmm. of times. Harvard. Um, I think you could go for, go for a scream could, at Harvard. You could, oh, at Harvard. You could you could go into Harvard Yard and uh, and and scream real hard. You could scream real hard at Harvard Yard. <laughs> what? Do you, what are you? What is? What are you doing? That's my, it's He's my doing Boston, a Boston accent. Harvard doing a Bostonian Yard. accent. I can't you do park, it. You park the car park in Harvard car. Yard and scream real hard. People. We have like, we have weird, weirdly like I've looked, I looked, I've looked at our breakdown in terms of listeners. We have a weird amount of listeners in Boston Amazing. specifically, yeah, um, and so I do apologize. No, there's there's similarities between the Boston accent and the Australian accent. When I was in America, people would often be like, "Are you from Boston?" I was like, no. Yeah. Much further it's away. A, it's that they're non-rotic. Yeah. That's a little, um, it's a little, um, little bit so of Mark, linguistic. There's a great yeah. comment here. There's a great comment here, though. Oh, yeah? That, that, I, w- that I would love to read. Mm-hmm. Um, one person said, take the B line, get off mm-hmm. of Blandford Street and walk towards sure. BU Biology Building, to Cummington <laughs> Mall. Keep on walking all the way to the backside and you'll see a staircase right next to the right next to I-90. 
This is the perfect place to scream. The cars <laughs> passing by on the I-90, which I imagine is a highway, will drown out the sound. Take care, buddy. Scream for me too. And then the original poster has replied saying, very specific, this doesn't feel like a trap. Thank you. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, look, you will scream for sure. You will yeah, whether scream. or not that will be out of frustration or terror. <laughs> but I think that's a very good. Uh, it's a very good um, idea under a highway. I mean, could be potentially dangerous, but under a highway, under a bridge, mm. um, yeah, uh, yep. you know, is a great place to scream. There's not going to be a lot of foot traffic there, and near yeah, the car sound, this is great. I'm going to. What about really? Um, in your various local areas, are there places you you grew up uh, or live now where you would scream? You, if just, you had to go for scream now, where would you go? Well, I was just thinking um, a couple of years ago when I was working at the ABC, I was having a I was I was not in a great uh, uh, place in the old you, brain. You, you, you required a full body scream. I understand, Ben. <laughs> yeah, and I, but I required a full body scream and kind of one of those racking sobs, um, maybe like a, a couple of times a week. Mm. And I remember being faced with a similar dilemma because I'm, the, the three of us have all spent some time in ABC Ultimo. So we know that it's quite open plan. Um, there's not a lot of nooks and crannies. And I remember asking a friend who, who had also, I knew, had not been having a great time. And I was like, hey man, this sounds a bit dramatic, but do you know somewhere where you can go to just sort of cry or scream? And he's like, ah, <laughs> yep, got it. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you now because... Uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's a public service. If you work at the ABC and you need somewhere to do any of those things, um, the recording booths at Radio National are literally soundproof and uh, often not in use. And also they have like those kind of man trap doors where there's like a door and then an airlock and then a door mm. into the main studio. So you have plenty. I would say you have like 20 seconds from when the first door opens to when the inner door opens to compose yourself if, like, you know, I don't know, um, Norman Swan wants to come in and record something. Right. Coronavirus podcast. Everyone oh, needs yeah. that friend in their life that can, without <laughs> blinking, without, like, taking a second, when you're like, I need a place to scream and cry, they go, yes. Got it. Yes. <laughs> I understand and here it is. Uh, I need that in my life. I need that friend. Um, the, the, the funny thing is, uh, the, the, uh, a technical thing about the way the ABC works is, um, the, all the studios are basically, the software they use is basically the same. So whether it's a recording booth or it's a fully blown radio studio, it's basically all the same stuff, right? And the way they choose what goes to air is through a system called master control, where they just pick the room. Uh, via a <laughs> they number. just broadcast it right. <laughs> this is the thing. So often, not, not not heaps, but often they'll just press the wrong button. And so rather than 261, it'll be 262. Rather than 364, it'll be 365 or something, right? Yeah. And so very easily, Ben, very easily, while you were going there three or four times a week to cry and sob, it would have been like, it's it's 304 and time for the news or whatever. And then just hard cut to Ben being like, and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just broadcast out to Australia. <laughs> that is like, but that is, isn't that like the loudest scream you can do? Like this guy is like, you know, I need to really do a full body scream. Utilizing the, your country's public broadcaster <laughs> to scream <laughs> to every corner of the country. There's no louder scream. Where, where I grew up in Illawong, there was a, um, a pier we would all go down to, to scream. Mm. Um, 
It was uh, so Illawong is a little uh, suburb between two rivers, the Georges River and the Warrenora River, and so there's a lot of like waterfront properties and a lot of like disused piers that were there back when you could only access it by, via a ferry before they built the roads in, and so. Uh, Just so we're you're t- aware, because I kind of only see things um, through the prism of fiction, yes. I just imagine that this is The Wire Season 2, and I'm not going to really, be really moved on that. <laughs> so. It's not... Okay, sure. It's not as industrial as that. I, I did um, just say I wouldn't be moved on it, so... Sure, okay. I'm just, I'm just letting <laughs> listeners know that it's uh-huh. not as industrial as that. It's more like... Think more like... Um, it's, it's, it's much more farmland than that. Um, mm-hmm. Much more bushland. So there was this pier we would... Uh, not all the time but occasionally go down to it and you just have a good scream and you got to yell into uh, what we thought was just the river, right? Mm. Um, but what we only found out when we were like year 10 or year 11, like when we were like 15 or 16, we found out that actually across the other side of the river, which we never even thought about, um, there were these waterfront properties from Sylvania <laughs> and Coma that were just really, really fancy houses. <laughs> And for, I don't know, since we were kids, for a decade, we would literally just go down to this this pier and just scream as hard as we could. These blood-curdling screams across the river at these very nice houses that we didn't that we couldn't like, see because they were covered by the bushland. Trying to, like, sell one of those houses and being, like, just taking a couple through and being, like, four bedrooms, two of them en suites, uh, as just, you can see. Ah! You should probably probably ignore that. That's well, uh, if it was a good real estate agent. They'd be planning their inspections around the screams. <laughs> if they knew what they were doing, they'd be like, all right. So for some reason, at five p.m. every Thursday, there's all this, there's there's children screaming. We don't know what it is or why, but let's not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to look into this any further. <laughs> other than, Everything, other than, there are the screams of children. <laughs> Um, hey guys, would you like one? I would like yes, one. Yes, please, I feel like we haven't actually done any classifieds and uh, this piece is going to be no exception. Uh, <laughs> this is taken from... Uh, this wasn't necessarily sent in um, by a listener. This was, uh, this was brought to my attention by a friend of the podcast, James Hennessy. Um, so not necessarily sent in by him, uh, but let's just say it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from a little corner of the internet, the Australian internet, called Sunshine Coast Yowie Research. Uh, and for, well, <laughs> for yeah. our international listeners, the Yowie is essentially a, an Australian Bigfoot, right? Mm. Yes. Um, and so the Sunshine Coast Yowie Research is dedicated to uh, tracking, and I don't think hurting, but documenting the Yowie, okay? Right, so they're not hunting so, it, but they are trying to research it. Yeah, so, um, okay, so I'm going to read the copy of it. And, Mark, I've put it in the chat if yeah. you could read out the text in the picture. Okay, um, of course. So, so the, 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 the copy goes like this. Uh, what a sad society we live in when you can't live a normal life with your own beliefs. One of our members has been copying abuse for a while now. Due to being a believer, he woke up and found this on his windscreen. This is totally uncalled for and threats like this should be dealt, dealt with, <laughs> with the appropriate services. To threaten somebody to move out or they will make their life worse is beyond a joke. Mark, would you please... We're, we're looking at a picture of a car's windscreen <laughs> and there's a note... <laughs> It's a note attached to it. Would you please read out what that note says? Oh, this is very special. Yes, it says, um, so it's uh, just written in pen on a, on a normal piece of paper. It says, move out of our street, you yowie loving cunt. They aren't real. 
Change your beliefs before I make your life worse! Exclamation mark. Which, now look. What I'm fascinated to know. What I'm fascinated to know. Is this, how has this person's research into Yowie's bled over into their neighbours' lives? How extreme, like, because I don't, let's say I believed in Yowie's and I was uh-huh. researching Yowie's. I can't imagine a world where my neighbours know this about me. Well, it's not just, it's not just that your neighbours know this about you, but that it has become such, it's such a, a problem. problem. <laughs> in what way is it, in what way is it, is it affecting their day to day? Well, um, see, here's here's the thing. Like, I if we, we can take this post on its word and say that uh, this is a, this is a disgruntled neighbour. I think there are two far more likely possibilities. Okay. Um, I think the most likely possibility is that this is a false flag. That this is this is somebody who is a Yowie researcher who, for yeah. whatever reason, <laughs> wants to sort of gussy up some um, sympathy. sympathy Yep. Or um, maybe funding, or <clears throat> I don't know, but they have put this threat out of themselves. Now, I know that this really smacks of Yowie research victim blaming, and I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, and I'm very happy to explore the possibility that he has uh, such intolerant neighbors. And obviously, the second possibility is that this is a Yowie. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, I was going to say, like, I was going to say what I think is maybe written on the other side of the paper that you can't see is further is this person writing for the last time. I am not a Yowie. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop coming over my house and like measuring think, my footprints. And do you like, think this is? Do you think this is just the guy who lives next to? Unfortunately, it's a Yowie researcher who regrettably lives next to a very short and hairy man. <laughs> Is this just living next door to a Greek? That's all. Man, that's like so. It's like it's it. it there's just so many options of this because I I I was thinking that actually this is a a, 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 a neighborly dispute about like trees overhanging a fence mm. or like someone's dog barking or something. And then you know how like sometimes when you're really angry at someone, you just latch on to whatever you know about them to oh, try and, yeah. to try and win an argument. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. like this. So it's not actually about the Yowies at all. It's actually about him playing music loud at three a.m. or whatever. Sure, it is. sure, sure, sure. But it's just like I just want to hurt this person. How can I hurt them? I'm going to go for the thing they care about the most. You <laughs> Yowie loving cunt. It is like <laughs> I, I actually don't know what the funniest reality is. I think the funniest. <laughs> I think the funniest reality is the one that Mark outlined at the top where it's like just this neighbor who is so incensed <laughs> by like, like I, I reckon it could be that they had a barbecue, meet the neighbors, and then this guy, this Yowie researcher, just like let slip once. He was like, oh, I'm actually really into sort of, you know, tracking down cryptids. Uh, Yowie is, uh, is kind of my thing. Anyway, uh, so you said you were in accounting or whatever, and the guy just like the Kill Bill sirens kind of s- start off. <laughs> and just just thinking about someone being so it's just that they aren't real change your beliefs is just such a <laughs> weirdly phrased and perfect sentence. Mm, mm. It's very aggressive. Uh, have you guys been to yowiehunters.com.au? Uh, no. Recently no. or? <laughs> 
So this is, uh, I think the person's name is Dean Harrison's uh, Australian Yowie Research. This is the homepage for it. And there's mm-hmm. a thing there where you can uh, report a Yowie sighting. There are audio reports. There are newspaper clips. There are witness sketches of Yowies. So this this is like a full-on, like, you know, if, 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 if you want to be part of the Yowie hunting community, this feels like one of, if not the hub of, uh, of it. Um, but he, here's a funny thing. Um, there is a breakdown on the yowiehunters.com.au website, mm. uh, which is Yowie sightings percentage state by state. And you know, I, I, I guess wow. I guess recently we've been looking at a lot of state by state comparisons in Australia because of things like coronavirus, where we've sure. been looking at like how various states have been dealing with the various pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he, he's, he's, he's basically where you're going to see a lot of Yowies, right? Okay. So you're not going to see many in the okay, Northern okay, Territory. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh man, I was going to try and guess where the least Yowie sightings were. Oh well, um, you, okay, NT. Well, yeah, that, that makes uh, sense. Okay, yeah, Northern Territory, South Australia, they only have one point five percent of Yowie sightings each. Very few um, Yowie sightings. Mm-hmm. Do, do, Very. do you have a guess for the next most Yowie sightings? So this is the second least Yowie sightings in the country. Yeah. Also, just to, just to be clear, um, they have left Tasmania off this map. Right. Have they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because I was going to say Tasmania would be number one. Although they're pretty, they're pretty obsessed with thylacines, so maybe they've. Uh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, we've got to be really clear, by the way. This, these numbers, and again, due to coronavirus, you know, we've all become a bit obsessed with um, interpreting data correctly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I really want to say these numbers don't represent the Yowie population. These numbers no. represent Yowie <laughs> sightings. So, if these are just the Yowies that fucked up. <laughs> the one, these are the ones. Yeah, where are the well, most I, incompetent yowies? Yeah, well, I was yeah. going to say that these are the, the these numbers represent the most vigilant population. The most vigilant. But the other the, the other side of that coin is yeah, this is where the dead shit that yowies live. Basically, yeah, the ones who are getting busted. I would um, like. I would say Western Australia is. Next. Yep, Western Australia is next, and now, now you've got three options left. You got Queensland. New South Wales and Victoria. So let's go the least out of those three. Queensland, have, New so, South Wales sorry, and Victoria. Have they, have they left South Australia off the map as well? No, South Australia was the same as Northern Territory. Same They're both at 1.5% oh, of Yowie okay, sightings. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't... I don't know. Victoria and New South Wales, I feel... Like Queensland, definitely the most. Queensland. Yeah, because I mean, like, okay. let's, let's not forget that this is this post is from Sunshine Coast, which is in Queensland, Yowie Research. Oh, right. There you go. And their mm-hmm. little... And what else I love is that their little Facebook photo has the words "Watch for the Squatch" <laughs> on it, which is very exciting and lovely little rhyme. Um, but also, that's not a yowie, so um, no. Is that, is that like, isn't that it, isn't that is the same thing? A Bigfoot, a Sasquatch, a yowie. And they're all yeah. under the made-up thing umbrella. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a Dracula, um, like a <laughs> goblin. Like, um, Maybe so it's like it's actually, maybe it's like maybe it's like not saying they're the same thing. Maybe it's like how hey, you guys are spending a lot of time looking for the Yowie while you're looking for the Yowie. Also, watch if for you're going to be out there, watch for the if you're going to be out there squinting the at sort of foliage, watch for the squatch. <laughs> so Victoria is the next uh, most. They've only got eleven percent. Of of Yowie sightings, uh-huh. there's, Queens, there's Queens. so much. There's so much more percentage left. This this troubles me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Queensland, <laughs> Queensland uh-huh. sees about thirty percent of Australia's wow. Yowie wow, sightings, which is quite most. a lot. Yeah. New South Wales, fifty four percent of Yowie mm-hmm. sightings. I never would have guessed that in a million years. Never exactly. So if, you, if you're in Australia and you see a Yowie, this is this is a good interpretation of data. If you're if you're ever lost in Australia, yeah. if you can see a Yowie. 
there's a one in two chance that you're in New South Wales. I think that's how this works. <laughs> that's, how, that's how that boils down. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why New South Wales. Uh, um, I don't know. I guess I guess there's a lot of like there's a lot of. I think every town has their own. In New South Wales, a lot of places have their own. Like. Um, I guess Fantastic Beast. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right, right. There's a lot that, like, that, like, um, out at Penrith. No, sorry, out at Lithgow. There's a panther everyone's looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, yeah, like, so there, there is the there is the Penrith Panther um, and Penrith Lithgow that kind of area where there's this. Mm. I don't, Mark, you're a Victorian, but there's this. Um, it's like one of the only cryptids that I think actually might be real, except for all of them. But this one, like, <laughs> <laughs> this one is just like quite a big cat. Um, could be a panther that escaped from the zoo. Um, wow. If it's real, it's very old. Um, mm. But there have been sightings of it, and it's like it sort of makes the newspaper occasionally. Amazing. Um, um, is there, were there any kind of fantastic beasts where you grew up? Me. Yeah. Oh, where did where did you grow up, Mark? <laughs> I grew up in uh, in the western suburbs of 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 Werrib- of, 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 of Werribee, of Melbourne, in a town right. called Werribee. Right. Um, so mostly we would see sort of. Um, Knife fights and, uh, <laughs> and and that sort of thing. Uh, like it was a bit more, not so much. I was less worried about fantastic beasts and and more concerned about my health and safety walking uh-huh, home at night, uh-huh. um, uh, which got me into trouble into trouble a few times. Sorry, are you telling us to check our yowie privilege? Is that what yeah, you're check saying? Check your yowie privilege, right? I, uh, you know, like you're walking wait, around. Wait, going, you say oh, that- I wonder if Bigfoot's going to get me. I got beat up. <laughs> I got beat up my wallet were... stolen off me. Yeah, a but that was large like a couple of Sasquatches, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, we didn't have anything. We didn't have anything like that where, where I grew up. It was, yeah, it was, it was, more, it was more real, more visceral. More <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hing, did you have anything? Uh, well, in Illawong, there was a... Um, uh, this, there was a castle in Illawong that mm. was that, well, that was meant that, to be. That, that feels like it's either there or not. Like I don't think you can either. Like <laughs> so, it was. No, this, this is the thing. It wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't. There wasn't like a, a like a Yowie or a Bunyip or a or a you know a, a you know a panther Dracula, or anything. Whatever. But there was a there was a mystery castle where we grew up. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, the story went that there was some author or some like famous. It was either an author or a movie star. I can't remember. There was some famous person. Who could moved be both. to could Illawong. Be Gina Davis. Yeah, who moved to Illawong in like the, I don't know, I'm going to say like the 20s or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they built a castle somewhere in Illawong, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was the, and if any, and you, you'd be out and like you would, uh, and, and like the, the it was like the the story that was told to the kids was it was magical and if you fe- if you were like a good a good child or whatever you would find this castle you know and that this you'd be let you'd be really, allowed to see um, this is really troubling <laughs> to, to, to oh, me fuck this I'm is... just googled it I just googled it and no no fuck it exists it exists whoa fuck wow uh huh okay so this is gonna sound like I'm making this up I can't uh-huh. believe I've never googled this. okay so this is the the castle is called the John Mystery Castle, uh-huh. which I mean, frankly, it does sound like it is built um, by a pedophile. Frankly, I was going to say it, it sounds like it is. It is. It sounds like what you had in Illawong is is the most terrifying of cryptids, the pedophile. Um. <laughs> so there was a oh fuck this. So there was this author called John Mystery who built a who built an adventure castle 
Oh, this yes. doesn't sound. This, this is, Jesus This sounds Christ. real bloody crook, mate. Deeper and deeper down the <laughs> rabbit hole we go. Um, and back in the nineteen, it, it was there until like the nineteen sixties, it seems. Um, but it has, it and and it, wow, but it's it has been um, basically knocked down. But what I was going to say is. There was like a wall we used to climb on that everyone used to say was part of the castle, and so you would like you would like climb down through the bush and go right down towards the water, and you would climb up on this big wall, and then you would be like you kind of try and be like, oh, where's the secret door in the wall to get to the castle? Anyway, mm-hmm. turns out it was it was bulldozed potentially because um, as an adventure castle, it does give off the vibe that it was built by a pedophile. Wow. <laughs> You had your own Neverland. Again, yeah. John Mystery's Adventure Castle to return to the giraffe comb principle. Having never having never heard those words in in order before, I can be like, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's incredible. I can't believe it's real. That's what a wonderful wild. experience we've just all had together. Yeah, that's really I feel like maybe we could turn this podcast into a kind of a uh, serial style thing with, mm, with these yeah. kind of uh, with these kind of twists and turns. <laughs> Fucking hell! Um, oh, and that's uh, yeah. Okay, and wow. Okay, so there was a, there was there was a statue of a mermaid that was kind of near the wall that we just thought was like and this abandoned statue. Apparently, that used to sit on top of the wall. There you go. Well, there anyway, we go. I've just found out about a castle in my hometown of Illawong. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Mark Bonanno, it's been it's been just such a bloody pleasure. I can't believe we've been doing this podcast for thirty years and not had you on it even once. Well, uh, and and that your loss, I don't know. Mm, really frankly, close. yes. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want our listeners to know about that you that, that where they can where they can find you? Not in the street, but uh, no, sort of. Yeah, not definitely not my home address. <laughs> um, uh, you know what, Mark? Oh. We're going to just put your home address now. We'll edit it in. You know, I'll, I'll look it up so that people have it. You don't it. know. That's why I didn't tell either of you boys. I knew you'd do it. <laughs> I, I, knew, I know you're vengeful like this. Um, now, you know, check us out, uh, Auntie Donna. We're, we're on all the socials. We're on your Twitter and you're on your Facebook and we're on, the, on YouTube. Um, uh, and also myself personally. You know, I'm on Instagram. I post a photo of me and my dad uh, most days. Just the same photo of me and my dad in front of a car that says Wog Life. Uh, the license plate says Wog Life. We thought it was really good. We did it and we get a lot of fan art. So there's that. And, uh, and, you know, I'm, I stream. I'm on the, tw- I'm on the Twitch uh, very polite gamer. Check me out on uh, on Twitch. Um, what are you What don't... are you streaming right right this right this moment? Right this moment, I'm I'm uh, going through my second playthrough of of The Last of Us Two, which is my I would say is my favorite game of all time. It's a it's a yeah. I mean, I was gonna plug maybe um, our Patreon, which just relaunched, but I think I'm gonna actually use my time to plug The Last of Us Part Two because it's a real <laughs> it's a real master masterpiece in, in in interactive storytelling. I've got to say, absolutely. I just I just I love stealth games, and and I think they mm-hmm. you know from the last one they took everything that was good about the last one and just turned it up to eleven. It's amazing. Do you think, do you think it would be uh, a kinder and more enjoyable game if there wasn't um, combat? <laughs> if there wasn't combat? Well, <laughs> you know I mean, mean, yeah. <laughs> if it was just hugs in between yeah. all the horrific storytelling, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Maybe, uh, you know... Because it's quite it's quite a big game, isn't it? There's like a, there's like a, there's like area wise, there's quite a lot of ground to cover in Last of Us Two, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Do you guys know of anywhere in that game that I could go to scream? Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> a couple of places <laughs> downtown Seattle. Virtually everywhere. I am. Um, 
I my wife has been watching me play it kind of out of the corner of her eye while she like reads a book um, for I guess a week or two now. And uh, the other day she put a book down. She was like, can you explain to me the plot of this? And I explained to her so excitedly the plot of Last of Us Part 2 that halfway through I was like, I sound like a slightly wrong (laughs) 10-year-old. I sound like a 10-year-old that's cornered you at a barbecue and you really want to get away. And she was like, Jess yep, wants to tell yep. you about Naruto. Mm. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's my plug. Um, so, Hing, it's up to you to plug the Patreon now because I've, I've burnt up mine on uh, on uh, Tilu 2. Do it, Hing. Do uh, it. We have a Patreon. I think it's at patreon.com slash... Look, I think if you search Freedom Work at Home in the Patreon website, you'll be able to you know find what? it. Hing, Hing, we can actually do this. If you say the following words, Ben, I cede to you my plug, I think I can take it. But okay. you have to say the words. I, oh, well, I don't... I mean, that, that feels you, like a real, a real surrender on my part. I think I can no, do this. I think I've got okay, this. Okay, okay. Um, Free to a Good Home is the name of the podcast, and it's probably the name <laughs> of the Patreon. And if you give us $5 a month, what we will do is probably not give you much... But you'll mm-hmm. be able to support us making this, <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's the extent you know, of my plug. I that was hope- a good plug. That was a good yeah, plug. I will, we did it. I will we add, did it, everyone. Because I can do a coder to the plug. You don't have to give us five bucks. You can give us whatever you whatever you can. We don't have a, oh, okay. we don't have a, a set thing. You can give no, us no. Fuck a that. I want five dollars. Fuck you. you. Can, oh no. Can, oh no. This is coming. <laughs> <laughs> paradise. You can, you can give us a dollar if you want, as some people have. Um, and if we don't make two episodes a month, then we don't charge you. Um, mm. And you know, I thought I thought this was not a very good deal, but I felt bad that we hadn't kind of updated our Patreon and we were kind of promising stuff. So, so, so I basically did this because I didn't. I wanted to, I wanted people to be able to like, just be like, okay, I get it, and then like withdraw their money. Since we announced that our new arrangement is you basically don't get anything, we have added twenty patrons. So that's that's very you dumb. You're more God, God You're bless our lovely listeners. Uh, thank you so much for that. It does mean. That that uh, we can do these more often, or at the very least, that we feel um, guilted into doing them more often. Um, uh, so that's everything we have to plug. Uh, and until next time, thank you so much for coming, Mark Bonanno. That was the best. That's it. Oh, thank you. I had the best time. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Bye. 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 What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.